Welcome to Good People, Cool Things, the podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. I'm your host, Joey Held, and today's guests are Chrissy and Anthony Kent, founders of Social Laughs, the company behind the fantastic card games Passport to the Hood, Volumes 1, 2, and 3, Celeb Said, and Story of My Life. Chrissy and Anthony spent years in corporate America had finance and technology backgrounds, and then decided, you know what, we've had enough life experiences growing up in black culture, let's turn it into a card game, or more more specifically, several card games that feature all the different nuances of the black experience, hip-hop, rap, comedy, pop culture, politics, sports, so much more. And these games are just a lot of fun to play, very easy for anyone to get into, and we're having a lot of fun talking about the inspiration behind these games. Anthony and I get off on all kinds of basketball tangents as we are big hoops fans, and it's just it's a blast all around. So if you haven't picked up your copy of any of the Social Laughs games, Passport to the Hood, Volumes 1, 2, or 3, Celeb Said, or Story of My Life, go on over to sociallaughs.com and do that. But you know, check out the episode first, and if you'd like to get in touch, with Good People, Cool Things, you can reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at GPCT Podcast, or send a message through the website at gpctpodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Fiverr, the go-to place of getting any kind of freelance work done. I have gotten designs for some of the merch that's in the Good People, Cool Things merch shop. I've also had nice logo work nice design work, really whatever you need, you can find someone on Fiverr. Visit bit.ly slash Fiverr with two R's and get started on your next creative project for as little as $5. That's a lot of good stuff. This conversation's a lot of good stuff. Let's hop on into it with Chrissy and Anthony. And for someone who's not familiar with Social Laughs, let's hear your elevator pitch. Uh, so Social Laughs is an entertainment trivia card game. Um, we, we are focused on providing trend-setting, trend-setting entertainment. Um, we started back in uh, 2017 uh, with our first game called uh, Passport to the Hood. Um, and that game is based primarily on uh, Black culture. So you'll see elements of rap, hip-hop. Um, you'll see some politics and sports and entertainment as well. So that's how the company initially um, started we we wanted to put out a trivia card game so um, we came up with a long list of names to pot- potentially name the game and then we set it on um, uh, passport to the hood and then we came up with the name social lab so that's how it all started good deal good deal what were some of the other names that you you workshopped um, i don't even had a, i don't even have that list anymore um i can't tell you man they probably were janky it was fun but still i think <laughs> Once he had an idea about hood, maybe we just kept playing around yeah, with that yeah, word, we, but I, think, I don't I don't know exactly. I think, yeah, like hood was probably kind of like the staple. Or we were like ticket to the hood because we were doing like nah, passport. I don't know about the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I, I saying, know, as we were playing I, around I probably words. deleted the files. I think I had them like an Excel file. So it's probably gone. I can't why a card game? Why why was that the the route you went with? Because I think this is a, a super interesting and and needed concept. But was was it always that a, you wanted to do a card game, or did you kind of think about some other 
ways to to maybe get a game like this together um so no it the, the card game was pretty much the initial plan so um and i say this on every podcast i'm, I'm like what i would call myself a serial entrepreneur so you know i'll just be randomly walking i'll wake up and i'll have an idea <laughs> so <laughs> if i think it's worthwhile you know following up on then i'll you know I'll, I'll you know throw it at the wall and see if it sticks so like I said, the idea for the card game first came first. And then I, I, before I even invested a lot of time, I said, hey, man, you know, this, this isn't going to work unless I have a real catchy name that can sell itself. Mm-hmm. So um, th- that's how it all started. You know, just a, a dream. I, I woke up, oh, you know, on a card game and then focused on getting a name. And as we thought more about it, I mean, like, you know, card games are something that I think they're staples that everyone has in their household. It's always like maybe one or three games that every household has. So whenever you have like a kickback or holiday time and you have friends and family over, you know, everybody's always going to want to play something to just kind of keep entertainment and things flowing. So we knew that that was something that was a possibility for us to tap into. And we knew that we had a good opportunity of like really taking on some of that market based off of the product that we had because we knew it was going to be catchy. Once he came up with the idea of the name we knew we had something absolutely and i also thank you for keeping the rules not too complex i nothing i think is more frustrating than opening up a card game or a board game and it's like a <laughs> you know a full like booklet of of rules that you have to read yeah i'm just like and let's let's be serious a lot of times when we play nine times out of ten there's some kind of alcoholic beverages flowing in the room with adults, make sure it's adults. Um, so of course, you know, you don't want, you don't have time to read through all of these instructions. <laughs> exactly. So can you kind of take us through then you have the idea from taking the idea and turning that into a card game? What was that process like? Um, so the, the process really started with coming up with enough content. Mm-hmm. So, um, we tried to turn out or produce as many questions as we could. So we might've had over 400, like 400. 400, 500 plus questions. And then we said, okay, well, uh, we need like, you know, a hundred, you know, questions for the first game, right? So we just kept on doing process elimination. You know, is this good enough for the first product? Is this good enough for the first game? And then once we felt like we had a good number of, um, good number of questions then I actually started doing the research in terms of you know finding a manufacturer to print the printed games and and I'm pretty good in photoshop so started working on um the, the design work and, and and things of that nature so that that's how it all started fantastic fantastic did you um again did you did you have like several different kind of prototypes you went through with the design because I think I mean, first of all, I'm very impressed by anyone that's good at, at Photoshop. So uh, already, already, I'm just like, oh, it's nice. But yeah, now than what they did back in 2017 when we first launched them. So initially, it had a lot of Anthony's uh, original like artwork or things that he learned how to do um, in Photoshop. And then as the years went on, we started actually uh, we took pictures. Um, so if you notice on the boxes, those are actual houses or those are actual um, apartment complexes. Um, some in Charleston and what were the other two in Charlotte, right? Yeah. yeah, where we decided to actually go into neighborhoods and take actual photos of homes. Yeah, so we kind of, yeah, we stepped it up a notch, definitely from our niche original artwork. 
because it was very basic in the beginning. <laughs> are the uh, the people who live in those homes are they like your biggest supporters? Then are they promoting it? They're like, hey, this is this is our house. Um, just, they probably wouldn't even. Yeah, they know. wouldn't know. They wouldn't pick up. Oh, they didn't even know. Okay, okay. <laughs> Once okay, you, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Once you take the yeah. picture, then we put kind of put a, a layer, a color, a color over the picture. Yeah, the blend. Mm, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> it can be secretly famous. I like yeah. it. I like it. <laughs> Obviously, twenty twenty a little a little different than the last years uh, with the pandemic going on. And you mentioned like family gatherings, things like that, where uh, in a lot of states, that's kind of been like, hey, let's not do that. Uh, let's hold off on that for a little bit. So how have you continued marketing the game in a time when getting together with people is not an easy or as easy as it normally might be? Yeah, um, to be honest, our games, they really taken off during the pandemic. I mean, we were already doing well, but we started seeing uptick in our sales early March. And in the beginning, me and Anthony couldn't really figure out what was happening because it was kind of like our Christmas sales were coming in. You know, holiday time, we'll normally see an uptick in sales. Um, But what we noticed is a lot of people started playing our games virtually. They're using Zoom, they're using Hangouts, they're, um, I guess some of those other platforms that people use are for virtual purposes. Um, But a lot of people are starting to play our games virtually. We even had someone um, from a corporation, they tagged us, they were playing our game um, within their employee resource group. Um, It was a group of women and they were playing our Passport to the Hood Volume 2, the Trap Edition. Um, so we were just like, oh, wow, that's so cool, you know, just to actually see these women playing and they're in a work setting. Um, so I, I just think that um, people for, were just looking for opportunities to do something different, you know, to try to, how do we engage still, you know, we're all working from home. How do we still have people engage and have a good time and try to like take a moment, take a step back and not think about everything that's happening in 2020 because we know it's been rough. Um, so it's definitely been awesome to try to bring some laughter into people work settings on Zoom calls and just within people's families in general during the pandemic. Yeah, I think that speaks to the resiliency too of yeah. the the gaming community as a whole. It's like, if it's a good game, like you'll find a way to play yeah, it. you will. Uh, if it's not 100% the way it was designed to be, like right. they'll make it happen. <laughs> For sure. You've been in business now since 2017. What's something that surprised you about running a business? You know, so initially, whenever we started the game in 2017, we didn't have our face attached to it at all. Social apps, we were selling games solely based off of the name and not having a face with it. So um, not saying that I was quote unquote surprised, but I was impressed with how well the game was selling without us like really doing a lot of marketing and pushing it out there. You know, we really didn't put a lot of marketing dollars into it in the beginning. We just wanted to test it out and truly see how is the name going to work? You know, are people going to be captured by the name and want to like just jump on board and purchase? And honestly, they did. You know, people, um, they're infatuated, I think, with urban culture or I think the word hood. I think it was just some people say, hmm, what is this about? And it just made them want to click on it and like purchase the game. So I think a part of that, I was kind of um, surprised about that how well we did without even having our name attached to it and without having to really truly push it um, on our individual side. Fantastic. And for people listening who maybe haven't checked out the games yet, can you give us kind of a quick quick walkthrough of, uh, of each game? 
Passport to the Hood and Volume um, One, Two, and Three, they all um, cover, you know, things, Black culture. Um, so you see elements of some of the same questions throughout each game. Um, but Passport to the Hood, um, Volume Two is Trap Edition. So you'll see more uh, material there that is um, more related to, um, you know, things that you would experience in a trap in a trap house, like some type of drug activity or <laughs> things that, that might occur to you if you happen to get in trouble while being in a trap house by getting locked up and, or going to jail. Uh, so you see things of that nature for that uh, version. Uh, for Passport to the Hood Volume 3, uh, Fed's watching, you'll see a lot of material that's more so related to uh, police activity, being engaged with the, with the feds, like being watched by the feds. Uh, so you'll see a lot of material there. So um, the categories in the game are, of course, you know, trap, uh, you have feds watching, you'll have history, lifestyle, mm -hmm. entertainment. Mm -hmm. So we try to cover the whole spectrum. So like things that you'll see in movies, TV shows, just current events, you'll see that mm -hmm. stuff throughout the game. Um, and our other two games that we produce, um, Story of My Life. So the Story of My Life is a trivia game for women. And um, that game came about one day whenever I was at work, um, a lady complimented me on my hair. And when she was complimenting me on my hair, she reaches out and she grabs my braids. And that is like a huge stereotype. Everyone knows you never touch a black woman's hair. And so I was so upset. I come home and I'm like, I can't believe like she grabbed, she touched my hair. Like she could have just said it was nice. Like why'd she touch my hair? And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a game about this. And so initially I started thinking of what are like the weird, awkward moments that black women have. And then, so as we start coming up with content and thinking about it more I'm like well no I, I want to do this for all women because we all have our awkward moments so you know story of my life is just something that all women should be able to relate to we're going to talk about your co-worker that you can't stand or the boss um, that you just wish would go away or what girlfriend don't you take advice from you know the one that always wants to give advice but she never takes her own or just dating like random dating stories so that's really what that game involves and our latest game is called Celeste said so that is quotes of the rich and famous this one talks about um you know all pop culture anything you've heard a celebrity say everyone knows Kanye he has some pretty memorable moments where he said some crazy quotes so we have a lot we have Kanye in there Kevin Hart um we have um uh, what's Asa La Vista, baby? Why am I drawing a blank on his name right now? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So just a lot of catchy phrases that you may hear on a movie, you may have just seen on TV or a celebrity, a rapper, someone has said. So, you know, something in our household we always do. Anytime we have an opportunity to um, like crack a joke about something, we'll do it if we can like make it a joke where we quote a movie or something. So we just thought that that was something pretty cool that we could really bring to people's household. It's funny you mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger because uh, the, the last time we were playing, he came up, yeah. Oslo Vista baby came up. <laughs> it was misattributed. The, the person did not know who it was. To be fair, yeah. she was uh, my girlfriend's sister who's 18. So maybe, maybe Arnold is a little uh, before her time, but she, was like, I don't even know who that is at all. And I, it You're like, what? It blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I 
we had to stop. So I had to leave the room and then come and back. And it's funny you bring that up because one thing that me and Anthony notice when you play with people, it depends on their generation, like what people are going to say for certain things. So like a lot of the majority rules um, that we have in our card games, depending on the age range, you know, you'll have people fighting all day about who's the better basketball player. Is it Jordan or is it LeBron or who's the better R&B group? You know, so that's one thing that we love because it brings like a little banter back and forth between the group of friends that may be playing depending on the age range. Absolutely. Okay. I have, I have uh, one other follow-up question to that, but before I forget, I saw this question today. And when you mentioned basketball, I have to see if if you have a good answer for this. Is there an NBA player that you always forget about? And then the season starts and you're like, oh yeah, they're still in the NBA. Not me. Not him. (laughs) I don't Well, not that I forget about them. I think I forget what team they're on. Because they're always getting traded. So so I'll say something. I'll say something like, wait, I thought he was. I thought he was like, oh, and I'm the Warriors. And, and he's like, dang, he's been gone for there like two years. Like I get people <laughs> confused. Like if I rem- if I like you and at the time, if you were like really balling out, that's the team I want to remember you on. I don't want to see you like go to another team. <laughs> yeah, because these, these trades are real crazy nowadays. Like for example, I think when Danny Green recently got traded, he ended yeah. up getting traded like three times. So like before he did the medicine, when you got traded like three times, so it was like, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy and in my heart, Danny Green, he should have just stayed on the Spurs when he was killing it. You know, I mean, I know he, he did, but in my mind, that's where I want to keep him at. Even though I know he went to the Lakers, I just feel like that's where he is. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't go to the places before. I hope he's just like relaxing at home. Yeah. It's like, look, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll report to camp like a week before, but that, I'm not going to make all these, these stops along the way. We definitely love basketball. We're really big basketball people in our house. So we're so excited and we don't have to go through that. What does it normally four months? That gap, that break. Yeah, we didn't have to, yeah, we didn't have to do that this time because of COVID. <laughs> so being out in Charlotte, then are y'all Hornets fans? <laughs> yeah, for the podcast, it's just it's yeah. Just somebody watches. Yeah, we're Hornets fans. <laughs> go, go Hornets! Go Hornets! I mean, I will say, you know, whenever we go to the Hornets games, we are making sure some of our favorite players are the opponents. We're going to see some. Oh. Of <laughs> and we're we're Panthers fans as well. Go Panthers! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so wonderful! So you wonderful. know, Cam Newton doesn't play for us anymore, right? I do know that. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, just wanted, I, I am aware. To... Yeah. <laughs> I did. There was there was someone else that was like that. Not. It wasn't Cam and it wasn't Tom Brady, but it was someone along like those levels where someone was just like, "Oh, I didn't know they were on this team," and oh, I'm drawing a blank on who it was now. And I was just like, "Come on, like that's that's an obvious one." But I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on the NBA. I, I like to think I'm paying attention, but then the the name that triggered this was Garrett Temple, who I uh, is on my Chicago Bulls, who I have admittedly kept less uh, in touch with since moving outside of uh, Chicago. And now I live in Austin. So the Spurs are kind of, yeah. you know, the de facto team just because they're the closest one here and the, the G League yeah. team is in Austin. And uh, I was just kind of like, looking at the Bulls roster and I'm like oh yeah they signed Garrett Temple a few weeks ago and I had totally forgotten he was uh, even still playing so yeah, yeah, yeah. Major I, I very, well 
normally the trades that, the trades I'll know about are you know normally like your your all stars your superstars yeah. you know kind of like your people who are running for like six man but if you're like a a tenth a tenth string player <laughs> Jeez. I don't know what I'm saying case, but what I'm saying is what I can no, hang no. with the conversation if we're talking about the top six <laughs> the reason why I said it is because normally you know people who are like bench players like third string you don't really hear it, it doesn't make the news when they get traded it's, mm-hmm. you know they don't they don't make news it's not it's not in the press you don't know they got traded you know mm-hmm. of course like if you get like a lebron james or ad or james harden that's going to be all over you know the news but you know if you're like a, a you know like a, a no i mean like a role, i don't want to call them nobodies but if you're like a role player that you know on a certain level you average like two points a game you know it's not mm-hmm. going to be a lot of conversation around yeah I'd still, I'd still love to be a role player in the NBA, though. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll make millions to sit on the end of the bench. Yeah. To be yeah. number fifteen at the bottom of the bottom, and I'm gonna be. Hey, I'll take one of those ten exactly. day contracts. I think it's ten day right? contracts, like two, two hundred fifty thousand for riding the bench. I'll take that. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> oh man, now I just want to talk NBA for for the rest of this. <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you should do a sports segment. Well, Invite me to your sports segment. Oh, he's always secretly wanting to be a sports analyst. He would so love that. He would be in heaven if you guys did a segment like that. Yeah, because you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's in my blood, man. Because um, you know, Stephen really? A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith went to my um, went to my college. So, you know, oh, yeah, number one analyst on TV. So, excellent. Do you have a favorite Stephen A. Smith moment? Mm, all of them. <laughs> I mean that's no, fair. No, that is I fair. I just so, so the thing I, the thing I like about Stephen A. Smith is um is his is his voice. So I, the the reason why I feel people are so drawn to him because like you know a lot of people might say he's aggravating and stuff like that. They don't like his voice, but you watch. You, you will remember you, you, it. You will sure. watch him, and he I, I feel like he has the type of voice and he communicates in a fashion where you always want to watch, even though you might have some things that you might. You might not particularly care about, but you, you watch. I don't have anything bad to say about him. You know, yeah. I think he's I think he's the, the best one, of the best analysts on TV. So I, mm-hmm. I always like to tune in. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that kind of bothered me, um, he, people started kind of taking shots at his salary when they laid off a lot of people at ESPN. And then you know he came out and made it clear that hey, the reason why I wasn't laid off is because I, I bring revenue to the company. Like you know, if if he wasn't on certain segments, a lot of people wouldn't watch. Yeah, I, I I remember that happening, and I was like, no, he is he has made his way and, and earned this, and I agree. Like I, I mean, I could probably only name maybe a handful of ESPN folks that are still there, and Stephen A is definitely on the list, and I agree. Like I'll, I'll if I hear him from the other room, I'm like, I'm coming <laughs> in. I want to hear what you have to say. Today. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like the Mayweather effect, to where you know a lot of people have something to say negative about Mayweather, but when he has a fight. You're going to watch the fight. It is, it is what it is. Well, now I feel like we we can do maybe a rapid fire sports segment, so we're not fully alienating everyone, but we're still we're still letting you get your analyst hat on here. So, what do you want to do? NBA, NFL, MLB, hockey? I can only what? probably stick to NFL and the um, in the NBA. I yeah, I don't I don't watch I don't watch a lot of um, you know, baseball. Okay. I love baseball, but. To me, baseball is like you, they just kind of sit in one spot and just wait to, wait for the. So ball you have to, to be come. to the game. Yeah, to me, I like I like be, I like to actually play that baseball more than kind of watch it. 
So, you know, it's one of those things. But, yeah, definitely NBA, NFL, I can definitely, you know, speak intelligently <laughs> about that. Let's uh, run through your NBA. Uh, who do you think is, is uh, a team that didn't make the playoffs last year in each conference that'll make it this year? I always like these underdog so stories. It's hard right now because you had all these trades that happened. So I, I can't really say who. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Maybe Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> you know, maybe the Atlanta Hawks. Um, that, you know, but like I said, it's kind of hard to say right now because they're still in preseason. So you have all these Maybe movements. think about it from last year. You have all, well, they, what I'm saying is you can't really go off last year because the teams have changed oh. so much. Yeah. Like, like, for example, so let's say, let's say I could say the Wizards, right? Um, because they have um, John Wall left there. Well, he, he wasn't playing anyways, but I'm saying he's officially traded mm-hmm. now. So, you know, I like Beal. So I, I think Washington um, you know, can, can make some problems. I, I think until the, the preseason, like maybe like the first two weeks get started, it's probably going to be extremely hard for me to say who I think is going to be a, a contender. Cause I still don't know all the trades that happen. I just know like, you know, like your Dwight Howards and, and people of that nature, you know, the teams they, that they went to. Didn't Dwight tweet that he was staying in LA and then immediately was like, well, delete that yeah, i'm actually going to philadelphia that he had told um <laughs> the la management that he he wanted to come back but i, I think the deal didn't happen quick enough but in, in my and from my point of view i think that they were they kind of put dwight on the back burner back burner and they were waiting to see if they can get some better pieces so i'm actually glad and, and no knock to dwight the la roster is amazing from top to bottom so if they had to let Dwight go to get the roster they had, ups, you know, big ups to the GM. <laughs> he made a hell of a comeback, though, yeah, because he, he, he was kind of on that. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, Dwight, but Dwight Howard had an awesome season um, last year, but I'm glad he got a ring. Yeah. So I kind of feel like now his history is, is stamped, and he will definitely go to the Hall of Fame because he has that ring now. Because, yeah. you know, he after that back – you know, a lot of people – a lot of people give him a – I don't feel like he was really. Yeah, but good. so what a lot of people understand <laughs> is when you're like six foot ten and you're that big, when you have back surgery, a lot of people don't come back from that. You know, you got to imagine how much weight he's he's carrying on. And he's having back surgery. You know, he you know his whole game was based was based off of dunking and blocking. So when you can't move as quick or you can't jump as high as you used to, that can you know extremely affect your game, especially if you're not known for you know being a shooter. You know, shooter and, and having finesse to your game because he was more so like a a power person, you know, he'll power to power <laughs> through you, dunk on you. So I'm, I'm glad to see he's, you know, he's healthy in things now, but, but back to the LA roster, you know, they, they got uh, Montrez Harrell, um, what, Sh- Schroeder. Yeah. Sh- Sh- Schroeder. Yeah. They got Schroeder now. Um, they got basically two, two of the six man of the year awards players on their team now. So that roster, I think is, you know, from top to bottom is, I don't see how they're going to lose. If it were the Clippers roster, I would say because just the Clippers have like a, I, I don't know why, but anytime the Clippers are good, I feel like they just kind of like don't really enjoy playing basketball. Like they're just kind of like, let's just fast forward to the playoffs and like, we'll, we'll get it together then. And then it, I mean, it didn't happen this year, but like, yeah, I agree. I think the Lakers are like, if they don't repeat, I'll be very surprised. Now, I don't know if LeBron can win that if LeBron can win without AD, but I, I definitely think he can still go deep in the playoffs um, without Anthony Davis. 
Um, because to me that LA team now is really more of Anthony Davis's team. Of course, you know, of course, LeBron still makes a, a major stamp on the team, and you know, I think he's what like thirty five now, and he's still playing at an all star level. So I think he can definitely go deep in the playoffs. But Anthony Davis is definitely going to have to be healthy because um, you know we haven't seen too many games from um, from Kyrie and KD, but you know you, you got KD and Kyrie. That's 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 a hard chip to bargain with and maybe maybe Harden getting thrown in there too we'll see oh man oh, yeah. that, that Harden situation is, is 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 crazy man like you know now um I, I read a report the other day and they're kind of basically saying like he's some prima donna and all he want to do is party and go to other cities Ooh, yeah they were trying to say that about Harden <laughs> like saying that he he showed up to practice late and that's why him and Westbrook fell out oh, but you know God. the funny thing about sports is man you see all this documentation and all these segments about these players and you'll never see clips of them saying that stuff is actually, actually happened. So, you know, it's, it's rough being a, a basketball player, man, because everyone is saying all these things about you, but no one, there's no clips of you saying those actual things. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but I guess when you're making hundreds of millions of dollars, they can say what they want to say about me too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like you can you can talk away on social media just as long as I'm getting those checks. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it'll be a, a blast of a, a a really good season. I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm I'm still so impressed with the whole bubble. Like I would I was shocked that went off without really any hitches or anything. So I'm I, I'm looking forward to the new season, which will be a few weeks underway by the time this goes live. But still, still early on, so all of our predictions will hold true. Uh, we'll do one other basketball question just because I was talking about this last night and I think it's always fun. Do you have a favorite dunk from the slam dunk contest? Of all, all times? Time? You know, um, probably the most iconic dunk is probably Michael Jordan jumping from the free throw line. I think that's probably one of the, well, that one. And then um, when Vince Carter jumped and put his um, arm in. Yeah. Yeah. In the rim. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be probably say those are probably one of my, my top two dunks all So time. I got one that I didn't like, and I don't understand why he won. I was talking so much trash about this. Who was the dude that jumped over the Kia? Oh, uh, Blake Griffin. What? Oh, like, yeah. The Kia was like this big. Yeah. You jumped over the Kia and everybody is yeah. praising you for yeah. it. I was so upset that year. <laughs> and then um, I would say my probably two best in dunk games is when um, DeAndre Jordan dunked on Brandon Knight. Oh, and, and destroyed him. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then my old school favorite dunk in game is when um, Dr. J, you remember when he came, from, I think he came from the left side of the rim. He did a whole windmill and then came back on the other side of the rim. That, that, that might be the most athletic dunk I've ever seen in my, in my and He looks life. like there's no effort so, at all. Like, he's just yeah. like, this is so easy for me. Yeah. And it's just in game, you know. That's that's what makes it crazy. This is in game. Excellent choices, Chrissy. Do you have any other favorite ones? I think that was a, a wonderful list. Yeah. No, I think those are some of the good ones. Yeah, I just tend to remember the ones that shouldn't really get the credit. That's the ones I'm like fussing about. <laughs> I liked. There was one. I, I'm trying to remember the year. I think it was maybe like 2002 or 2003. But do you remember when Chris Anderson had like 15 attempts? The Birdman. He just like kept missing dunks. The bird man I don't even remember there. that. Yeah, I, I don't remember, remember when remember he was that. in the slam yeah. dunk. Yeah. Well, that must not. That, that might have been. 
Josh Smith might have won that year in 2005. So this might have been the year before in 2004. But I remember Chris Anderson was in the dunk contest before that because I remembered him from the when he had all these missed dunks. And I was like, he wasn't even that good last year. Like, why is he back here? But he... He did uh, he did a dunk the year before where he threw it off the backboard and then like caught it in his legs and dunked. And then Jason Richardson was right after him. And Chris Anderson also went through like five or six attempts before he finally dunked it. And then Jason Richardson goes the first time, does the same throw it off the backboard, but then goes between the legs and 360 and dunks successfully on the first time. And you could just kind of, he didn't like say anything, but you could just tell he was like, all right, like this guy is, is not good. Like, I'm just going to show him up real quick. And it was so, so good. But I think, yeah, I think he's maybe my favorite dunk contest dunker just because again, like jumped so high and just looked so like this is a piece of cake every time he was doing it. Yeah, I remember he played the Hornets, so we saw him a couple of times. We played them. awesome. Actually, I my favorite in-game dunk involves the Hornets, although maybe they were the Bobcats at that point. But it was old Richard Jefferson when he uh, he dunks on Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and he gets called for an offensive foul for like pushing off him. But he dunks. So he was like 36 at this point, and he dunks so like so intensely on him. It's similar to the DeAndre Jordan dunk, and the entire Hornets bench is just like falling out of their seats watching it. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know it's bad so so at this time okay yeah it's always bad when your actual team has the lead and you got the pitch yeah you know it's going to be a rough day the next day you're going to look at film <laughs> and keep going hit and rewind so, yeah. yeah he's just sitting there with like his heads in his hands the whole time it's like let's go let's move on let's move on they should put some basketball dunks on you, you see the segment for uh you got moss yeah yeah my segment yeah you know how he shows i had a the NFL players pretty much are catching like one hand or like catching over three people. Hmm. But matter of fact, it's so funny because you know Randy Moss lives in Charlotte, so um I have a um I have a friend who um who was opening gyms up who who used to open the gym up gym up in the morning, and uh, I was jogging around trying to get warmed up. And I was like, hey man, I, I was like, man, that guy looks like Randy Moss. And I jogged around again. And I came back and I stopped and I said, you look like Randy Moss. <laughs> He just looked at me like he wanted to slap, and he was like, "Because I am Randy Moss." <laughs> so you didn't pitch your. Uh, you should throw in some dunks into your "You Got Moss" segment. <laughs> that was the opportunity. <laughs> well, sports segment, I I give it an A plus. Uh, hopefully, everyone listening is also similarly excited about the NBA season getting started and the NFL season hitting uh, the playoffs, which just just right around the corner there. And to bring it all back, to bring it all back. Are there plans for more games down the line, or is are you like five's good for now? We'll keep we'll keep pushing this for now. Um, so we we do have like two games, um, kind of in the pipeline. We're we're working through um, the the functionality of the game, how you play it. So you know we we want to make sure we have a good product before we put it out. So you know if it takes longer than expected, then we're um, we're cool with taking a little longer. But then um, also on the production side. Uh, we would like to eventually have an actual live games to where we would like have a host and, and people on TV. So um, that's some, some future goals that hopefully will, that will come um, to fruition soon. Awesome. We're looking, looking forward to it. And before we wrap up, I always like to end with a top three. And so if, if you each want to, if you want to do like one each and then one together, or you each want to do your top three, I'd just love to hear your top three favorite cards from any of the games. So one of my favorite is a fact one. 
And um, this one points out the um, economic uh, wealth gap within the black community. Um, and it says, the question is, how many hours does the black dollar circulate or how long does the black dollar circulate in the community? The answer is six hours. And so when you read that card, you're like, what? You know, it's kind of one of those things where we purposely put in the game for people to take a step back and like, wow, like, what do you mean it only circulates six hours in the black community before we spend it somewhere else? Um, so I think that one is one of my favorite ones because it shows that our game is not only just ha ha laughing, you know, having a great time. We also try to really throw some important information in there to just, you know, um, spark conversations for people to really think about it and kind of say, well, hey, well, what can we do to change that? Like, how can we try to work on keeping the dollar within the black community longer than six hours? And then hopefully what we want to come out of that conversation from the different groups of people that are playing it is, hey, let's start supporting more black owned business is less, you know, purposely, you know, do it. You know, when we get up in the morning and when we think, okay, what are we going to go eat today? Maybe let's think of a black restaurant that we want to go to and support um, or whatever we're wearing. Let's try to see what fashion is out there that's made about by a black entrepreneur. So that one is one of my favorites. What would you say? Um, since we've been talking about sports. Oh, of course. Uh, we have the card, there's a question to ask um, who's the best basketball player of all time? So I think on car we have Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and I believe Magic Johnson. Mm -hmm. So that question always turns into a discussion. <laughs> Argument. Because if you, if, you if you watch basketball ESPN now, there's always going to be a discussion, who's better, Michael or LeBron, right? And then you have people come in and say, well, how are you skipping over Kobe? How's LeBron mm -hmm. skipping over Kobe? So um, that's one of my favorite uh, questions as well. Yeah, good one. Um, oh, okay. Um, another good one. I think when we talk about what can you expect from McDonald's? Oh, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a, a good one. one. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go so, ahead. so the question <laughs> is, what can you expect from um, McDonald's at 10 o'clock mm -hmm. at night? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's just see if he... What do you think without us even giving you any um, options? And it's all bad things. They're all all bad. bad things. What, like, what would you expect you, from McDonald's? At 10 o'clock at night. Uh, milkshake machine broken. Oh, yes! yes. That's it! Yes. That's it! We don't yes. even have to talk about the rest. <laughs> it's yes. a lie. Those machines are never, never broken. broken. Uh, McDonald's was my first and job when I was 15 years too. old. <laughs> And I remember whoever cleaned the ice cream machine, we would just say, oh, it's out for the rest of the night because we don't want to have to go back and do it anymore. So those machines are not down. They are not broken. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So I think I think the other options on that, on that question are... Um, I think cold fries, maybe. No, it, it's going to be 10 minutes on fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, we don't have any more apple pies. Yeah. And I don't... I can't remember the fourth one. one. Yeah, but we we the reason why we made the card is because of the, the, the ice, ice cream, cream machine. One. Because so what happened my, when my wife was pregnant, she used to have cravings for ice cream. <laughs> so she was like, Anthony, can you go get me a McFlurry, right? Or something like that. <laughs> I lied, you know, I went to three different McDonald's. Three McDonald's. I did not get McFlurry. Came back empty handed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can. I think oh, I, saw, I, think I went to the grocery store. I went to the store and got some vanilla ice cream and some Oreos, so we can have a, a homemade McFlurry. <laughs> it's something, at least, yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, but you, you got your hood card. You got your passport <laughs> yep, to the hood. You got your passport you. to the hood right. right there. <laughs> oh, such an honor. Such an honor. <laughs> hey, you're welcome to the cookout. You come to the cookout. Yes. Okay? Yes. <laughs> I'm in there, and I will not be bringing uh, potato salad. <laughs> hey, you know what? We got a question. We got a potato salad question, too. <laughs> I think that was it's on one of the newer versions, yeah. We yeah, we put out. yeah, but it might have just been like, "What won't you eat of everybody?" You know, like they're just really particular. Oh, I think it's about, it. well, it's about yeah. to come out, yeah, on the yeah. next release. It'll be out. Yeah, it'll be out. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Well, I I have not I uh, I've not seen all the cards yet, but every every thing that I've played, I've I've had a blast with. So, uh, if people want to pick up, I I mean, I'd say get all five. But if if they only want one or two, like where can they go? So uh, we sell all the games on our website, um, which is www.sociallabs.com. And that's with one L, sociallabs.com. And you can also buy the games on amazon.com as well. Um, but uh, most of the specialty packs, you can only buy it on our website. Yeah. But you can do like combos. You can pick and choose. Like if you want to get the MVP pack with, mm-hmm. all, with all the games, which you call it All-Star, that's on our website. Yeah. This was so much fun. I'm, I want to go play right <laughs> after this now. <laughs> Well, now he, he's he's definitely this is probably going to be one of his top podcasts because you let him be a analyst for, for the day. <laughs> so look, so ES, ESPN, if you're watching, I know I might need a little bit of fine tuning, but you know we can work on this. You know, I could be, look, I could be like Stephen A. Smith's sidekick. Ooh, yes, kick it on over. I love it. Love it. You know, whenever he starts to talk a lot, I can kind of bring him down a little bit. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when he's going when he's getting off track if there's like 20 seconds left be like hey we'll we'll wrap it up here it'll be great yeah like my, my specialty is gonna be like come on steve come on come on steve that's what i'm gonna be known for come on steve i mean i'm sold i'm sold i'll send uh i'll send an audio tape to uh over to espn Get it. start on radio and then build your way up to video it's the I mean that's what that's what Stephen yeah. A does, right? Doesn't he? He also has a radio show, right? Yeah, he's he's everywhere, yeah. man. He's such a brand. It's <laughs> the way to do it. It's the way to do it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I gotta end with a corny joke, like I always do. Why couldn't the pirate sit down? Because they didn't have chairs. His, no. his booty got stolen. I, you know what? I, I oh. thought about food, like it, like in treasury. Oh yeah. But food, yeah. See, I'm not a pirate per Yeah, you should have got that. You know, yeah. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> so the reason why I didn't I want to say something like that stuff. because me and my fellas, we had like this pause thing. We don't really do it anymore. Like it used to be like we used to do a couple years back. But any anytime someone says something was kind of like on the fence, we would like pause. <laughs> if, if, if they had seen this segment, I was like, his booty got stolen. They were like, they were like, Anthony, how did you know that? You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> So you should you should reconsider it. You can't, you can't expect a grown man to be able to answer that question. I'm not thinking about any booties. <laughs> I like I like that's where your mind went though. But good good call with the pause. <laughs>